My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves. I'm here in the studio today with my friend, Russell Catania, soon to be Dr. Russell Catania, and the topic fits in exactly with where he finds himself in life, and that is to find another doctor. Maybe it's not Russell. Maybe it's not the person you're with. Maybe it's time to actually make a change. And Russell really connects this idea of human relationships and the boundaries we set, the challenges we face, and sometimes the things that are hard in our relationships in the context of our physician-patient relationship. You're going to love this episode regardless of where you are in whatever season of life. Be sure to listen in and enjoy. Russell Catania back in the Three Words Podcast studio. I am sure most people who are listening in know who you are by this point in time, but just in case, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, the gist of me, uh, a happily married medical student here in Toledo, Ohio, originally from the Cleveland area. We've pretty much been in Ohio my whole life, and I met my lovely wife in the Akron area after getting my engineering degree and decided I was a big enough glutton for punishment that I went to medical school for four more years. And, uh, will be a pediatrician starting May 20th. Crazy to believe. May 20th yeah. of 2023. You know, that's exciting, Russell. And obviously we've had great conversations here in the Three Words Podcast Studio, but particularly since you are soon to be Dr. Russell Catania, I would like you to share with us what will be our three words for today. Yes, our episode today is about find another doctor. Find another doctor doctor. Now, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I've been through a couple doctors here <laughs> in my adult life, and for all good reason, uh, one actually passed away. Wow. My second favorite doctor moved out of town, and now I have a fantastic doctor. In fact, my my kids make fun of me because I call him my bro doc, because we're oh, such no. good friends. And it's, you know, doctors can be scary, right? And so I want to have a doctor that I trust and a doctor that I like and I feel comfortable with. But Obviously, the conversation today is a little bit different. You're saying to find a different one than you have now. Why would we do that? Yeah, that's right. I, I have to say, before I even get there, I, I probably could have lived my whole life not knowing you call your physician your bro doc. Um, that, that could easily have been something that I just never learned. But we're here. Now I carry that with me, too. You so know? here's my question before you answer <laughs> this particular question about why we need to find another doctor. If this doctor moves out of town, will you be my family doctor? Will you be my bro doc of the future? You know, it would be such a privilege and an honor. Uh, if my if my practice didn't cut off at the age of 18 one day, I would what? easily say yes to that. That's just what happens when you're a pediatrician, you know? Mm-hmm. But you are youthful. Uh, you know, you're, well, you you certainly age well. Well, I might be youthful, but, at. you know, one of the things I want to say before we get too deep into this conversation is <laughs> I might be youthful, but my friend, I'm a little bit nervous today. Oh, why? Because you... Are a celebrity. Oh, here we you go. You are literally a social media influencer. I'm not sure if you're listening in, if you have uh, tuned into a previous Three Words podcast that I did with my dear friend Russell entitled Date Your Spouse, but there was a 16 second reel that hit Instagram and has now been shared all over the world, viewed by more than 25 million people. Bro, you're viral. It's wonderful stats. <laughs> you know, you know, I think we've been doing this podcast for well, how I mean, has it been 
two and a half, uh, maybe over three years at this point over in time. three years. And, you know, I think it's just wonderful that we just had that opportunity to get a little bit of a snip and, you know, kind of what we do out there for the world to see. I thought it was super fun. It was a and, great uh, conversation. Date your spouse. But it was also cool just to see the work that we're putting into creating content yeah. and giving it away for free that people are finding great interest in it, particularly the ones that we're talking about in regards to relationships, because you and I care deeply, agreed, deeply yeah. about genuine human relationships, obviously with our spouses, but even for the conversation today with our doctor. So let's go there. Why would we want to find another doctor? Yeah. And it's really a perfect segue as we talk about relationships, because we often view that physician patient relationship, how it's been viewed historically, which is kind of, you know, in the sense that the physician is, is kind of this almost unattainable, this really high up and hierarchical person in our life that is very intertwined in how, you know, we feel uh, mentally, physically. And so that can sometimes, and really historically has been something that's made us feel like the relationship is very distant, not something that's close, like a friendship relationship or like a bro doc relationship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say in the last 25 years, maybe even 30 years, people have really started to prioritize and recognize that, you know, physicians are just human beings and, and they really should operate like no other, you know, differently than any other relationship that you you're in. Um, you, you wouldn't expect, uh, you know, yourself to kind of put up with the toxic behaviors of a friend or a family member without setting boundaries and addressing those things. And, you know, really the same thing is true of a physician who really, really impacts so many of the different dimensions of your life that we talk about, you know, physical, mental, you, you know, but certainly it, all those things have implications about your, you know, your career, you know, those other relationships that you're in. So at the end of the day, you know, when that ideal physician patient relationship that you're describing isn't present, we have to start asking why is that repairable? And if not, how do we exit that physician patient relationship and find one that's healthier? I'm going to hit pause right now in my conversation with Russell to just acknowledge this is a really, really important conversation. I'm guessing that you know someone right now who is not happy with their current doctor. And so would you share this episode with that individual? And hopefully there'll be hope as a result of it. Now back to the conversation. Well, and obviously you're in med school, so you are spending a lot of time with future doctors. Would you say... Because you're talking about toxic relationships and boundaries and so forth. I mean, what is your sense? If, if you can just be honest with me, what is your sense in your particular context? Do you feel like doctors, because I don't know, because they're so intelligent and they're mm. so smart and they are such high achievers, obviously, to be in med school, to, to be able to apply and be accepted into a med school. Do they lack emotional intelligence? Is it hard for them to build relationships, is it rare to find a doctor who is an expert in their field, in their particular area, that also have just fantastic people skills? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. And, and you know, I think that it's really helped that in medical school curriculum across our country, this has been like a conversation that comes up very frequently. And it's really something that we are actually now, I, I think, formally even trained to try to recognize in our own conversations with standardized patients or even, you know, real patients and, and how to kind of go through that. But, but you address a very commonly recognized point and one that actually a guy that I, you know, really enjoy reading his work, you know, Dr. Paul Offit, who's a, actually a pediatrician as well, 
talks about this kind of barrier that's been created between, I would say, just the the standard person in the community and scientists um, or physicians even as well. You know, you look, think about how they're portrayed in like media, for example, or, or like yeah. fiction works, right? I think of Back to the Future, you know, that wild staticky hair, like, and, and, and can't really have like super grounded, intentional, like kind of down to earth conversations Mm -hmm. with people. And, you know, there really is something to be said about the type of person that goes through that amount of mental rigor to get to a certain level of training and how you can kind of see, you know, all the studying about the heart and the lungs and the kidneys. Sometimes we forget that, you know, we're not just taking care of textbook pages and and diseases. These are people behind all of these problems. And you mentioned the human uh, component of that. And you mentioned some of the dimensions that we talk about here in three words podcast, obviously the relational dimension, the emotional dimension, but one that comes to mind for me is the spiritual dimension in regards that you're having conversations. If we have doctors that have been with us for a long period of time and they're family doctors in, in right. particularly family doctors, maybe not specialists, I'm looking for a doctor who's going to be with me toward the end of my life, who is going to give me advice in light of my ultimate goals and, you know, end of life decisions and conversations. I need to, of all times in my life, I want to have someone I'm really, <laughs> really, really comfortable with. And if I'm not, I'm going to take your advice and I will find another doctor. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, I, I was really glad that you started with so many wonderful attributes about kind of how your you know, patient physician relationship is. I think I think you really set a standard there of what people should be looking for. And it's really not as hard to find as you might think. The problem is that there are barriers that people experience towards looking for another physician mm-hmm. when they have issues like that. But, you know, I think before I talk about those barriers, I, I'd love to just personally share with you over the past, you know, few years, even in my early careers as a physician in training, some of the things that I've noticed as red flags that I think people should, you know, be keen into in Please. terms of whether they think they need to start looking for a new physician in the first place. Okay. And so, you know, you might have experienced this at some point in, in your life. And, you know, those of you who are listening, you might have experienced at some point a physician who is taking those conversations and turning them back on themselves instead of you. You, you know, you kind of walk away from office visits, learning more about their kids and family than they learned about what's bothering you today. You know, you might have noticed that there are barriers between your schedule and how, you know, flexible a primary care physician is able to get you into the office. You know, there are specialists out there that it can be pretty hard to get into, but waiting months and months and months to see your family doctor is irregular. And so that shouldn't be something that you should feel like, oh, this is just the way it is in healthcare. Um, You know, other things that people really experience that have disenfranchised them to the healthcare system is physicians who sometimes just write prescriptions because they don't feel like having conversations about what's really going on. And I, in, in my life, I've, uh, you know, heard the term prescription happy physicians, you know, and I, you know, I'm not really necessarily going down like the narcotic or opiate road right here, but, you know, for example, in pediatrics, it's very common, uh, for parents to just get antibiotics for their kids because physicians don't really feel like they have the time or energy to talk about what a virus is and why viruses aren't killed by antibiotics. And so, you know, I would be wary of a kind of physician like that too, who doesn't really want to have a conversation about your health, your child's health, a family member's health. You know, all the characteristics that make you uncomfortable about relationships with any other type of person should be applied to your relationship with a physician as well. I love that principle, this idea that 
the same things that make friendships and human relationships vibrant should not uh, be something that we look past or make exceptions for in regards to our doctor. I know for me, I want to be listened to. Totally. I want to be seen. I want when I'm with my doctor that he is fully present. And I could tell he's not distracted and wanting to be somewhere else or rushing and hurrying me, all of which would be really fantastic qualities of fantastic or a great friendship. Um, I also want to be able to uh, share what I'm really feeling. Like you said, I want to advocate for myself. So if I come in, uh, and, and maybe this is a little off topic from the human relationship piece, but I want to be able to say, you know, Doc, this is what I think is going on. Obviously, you're the expert, but mm-hmm. let me explain it fully. And here's actually the outcome I want. This is what... I would like to do. It, it's funny, you know, obviously my son is a doctor. You're good friends with Justin and, and this is a true story. So, you know, the last couple of months here in Ohio, we've all been battling a variety of viruses mm-hmm. and, and I was just getting tired of my virus. And although I knew that an antibiotic probably wouldn't help, I did uh, send a message to my son and said, Hey, <laughs> can you write me a script for a pack and send that to my CVS here in Bowling Green? I don't think it's that bad, but the cough won't go away and so forth. And he jumped in back in the conversation and he said, respectfully, dad, no, because you don't need an antibiotic. Hmm. He listened to me. I, you know, I shared some thoughts and he talked through with me, even though he's not my doc. I said, well, I'm just going to go find someone who will give me one. And we (laughs) joked about it. But I love the fact that, you know, and back to friendship, I need someone who will really listen. I can advocate for myself. I can tell them what I want and what I feel like I need, but then also someone strong enough to say, no, you know, that's not what you need. That's not what is best for you. Because as you know, Russell, I have a very strong personality. And so I <laughs> can make my viewpoints known and feel really convincing. I, I think I'm in convincing at least, but I need someone who would listen, see me, but also a doctor, particularly in this context, who will say no. Yeah, I'm really not well do put. That. Yeah. yeah, super well put. And again, I, you know, I, I really think that you know, not only your physician, but Justin, who's, who's really, you know, I know Justin's desire. He, he wants to be the best physician you've ever known, you know? So I know that that's his heart. And so it's, I think watching him and certainly hearing your, you know, the context about your relationship with your, your true physician who probably also wouldn't prescribe (laughs) you a Z pack, (laughs) um, you know, kind of interacts and that's really great to hear. And well, you know, so we know about these negative things. We know the ideal goal, you know, which is the relationship that kind of you're modeling with your physician. But, you know, despite that, there are a lot of parallels to why we have a hard time exiting that relationship with our doctor. Like we would have a hard time setting boundaries or exiting any relationship that we're struggling with. Um, But in the context of a medical setting like this, sometimes we feel like the the barrier to leaving that relationship is, well, this doctor already knows me. I've been talking to them for years. I've been putting up with this for years. I mean, I'm going to have to explain my whole life story again to someone else. And, you know, I would say that was probably a a bigger issue, maybe 60 or 70 years ago. But now with the advent of like the electronic medical record, even if electronic medical records aren't synced up to each other, the ability to, you know, distribute your information to the next care provider that you're going through is, is basically so simple and almost rudimentary compared to what we have to do Mm -hmm. clinically that, that, you know, I, I would really encourage against that being a barrier to, you know, switching physicians. And, you know, another one that comes up kind of as a corollary to that is, well, you know, I've known this physician for so long, I'm scared to tell that physician that I'm leaving their practice. Um, you know, they're kind of scary. Uh, we, you know, we see each other sometimes at Walmart. It's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
I, I just think personally about relationships that I've had that have nothing to do with the physician, but have given me the same heebie-jeebies, you know, about, yeah. oh, I'm kind of scared to have this important conversation. Like we're not hanging out anymore. Right. Hey, right. we're not going to really hang out yeah. and be friends anymore. That, that it would be hard. Yeah. And you know what? That is not the conversation that you're having. In fact, I would just go so far as to recommend not saying anything to the, your physician and giving yourself, you know, the grace and permission to just kindly and calmly talk to, you know, the office secretary or clerical workers that kind of manage that transition of medical documents. That is not what the physician is there to do. So, you know, you could seamlessly transition to a new family practice and not have to at any point discuss the reasons why with your physician, unless you wanted to. Mm. So that's really important that's to understand advice. too. Yeah. Um, cause, cause it is a little bit more complex, I would say, than like just a cordial, jovial yeah, friendship, friendship that yeah. you have. Because if you just started yeah. ghosting your friend, that would be weird. But you're saying oh, if totally. you just simply uh, changed, you know, physician's offices in the same way that you might change, this is the restaurant you used to frequent, and now you're going to frequent this one. And it's 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 a professional relationship more than a personal relationship. I yeah. like that. Well put. And, you know, another thing is I just feel so disenfranchised by the healthcare system or I don't know where to start. And, you know, that that really comes down to a, a kind of the larger issue of just, you know, finding that discipline and motivation to make a positive change in your life. Something we come back to so routinely now over three years talking on this podcast to each other and other guests. Right. Is just that, you know, that just the discipline to recognize that there is a place in your life that needs a positive change and and finding in the context of all the other things we've talked about, right? The energy and motivation and determination to do that. Of course. Um, and I'm also guessing recommendations might play into that because- Absolutely. I'm, you know, Teresa and I are doing this all the time. We're like, we're done with our Netflix series. We start asking friends, like, what are you watching? What's yeah. your favorite series? And <laughs> we ask recommendations or we're going to be in, in this this area of the, the country or in this right. particular city. Where would you go to a restaurant? I, you know, we could begin asking around, hey, you know, I'm in the process of changing doctors, finding another doctor. Uh, do you like your doctor? What is that relationship like? And my guess is geographically, you could find someone pretty uh, quickly, maybe with a recommendation from a friend that you're like, no, no, I really, really like my doctor. And I, we could probe more. Well, why? What is about that doctor visit, that doctor patient relationship that you most appreciate? And that's what I would do if in, would you feel like that's okay? That I mean, would I, be my first recommendation to anyone, you know? So okay. now, okay, we've talked about, you know, the reason, the red flags, the barriers, and, you know, you've made that decision, but you don't know where to start, I, you know, talking to friends, family, and medical professionals that you already know to get that kind of, I call it insider trading a little bit, right? The inside yeah. scoop of what's really going on in your community. And, you know, I think internet reviews are important, but just recognize that, there's a propensity for people who are already upset and angry to go to those comment sections more than people who are well pleased about their care, you know, so use them, but don't, you know, that's not your conclusion is based on something you see on the internet, I would say. Um, you know, there's also uh, definitely a right from the patient to have a, a, a visit that has nothing to do with medical care, but is kind of like a, almost like a get to know my new patient visit where you kind of just almost sit down and have a conversation where, you know, plus or minus, you can even give feedback about why you're making the change. And, you know, just recognize that doctors in the same town tend to know each other in the same field. So you never know if you're kind of, you know, roasting someone's buddy down the street, if you come in all 
hot and bothered about your last physician. So, I, you know, I think in a kind of a non-heated, non-judgmental way, there's still a way to describe your frustration about a lack of communication, untimeliness about your care, you know, questions that just didn't really get answered. You know what I mean? And, and maybe you just put it in a positive sense. Instead of saying, right. here's what I didn't get, here's what I'm looking, looking for, for in this transition for right. someone who would listen to my responses, someone who would be willing to bring me in uh, when I have a need, not months, but maybe days from right. when I reach out, you know, to be able to say that maybe it wouldn't feel quite as, as mean. I like how you said that. Don't come in hot. <laughs> you know, I was like, ah, oh, you know, that could be a little awkward, but I love the very sense though of advocating and making mm-hmm. positive change because again, there's always a thousand reasons why we feel like we shouldn't, you know, not to bring up your, you know, very famous episode on dating your spouse, but I'm going to, and this is why, because the most negative comments across all of that mm. uh, social media media channel was, well, I could never do that. I could never date my spouse because who's going to watch the kids and who's going to this? And I can't, and it was always this, this sense of victim, this sense of, um, you know, you're listening, you're not seeing the principle. You're just, you're getting stuck in some of the very specific practices as opposed to going, no, how can I make this work for myself? Like that 16 second reel, the theme of that reel was make a priority to the person that you've committed to spending the rest of your life with, make them a priority. That's, that's the goal. And yet everyone just gets stuck in some of the, and so I think in many ways, that's what we do. We just give all the excuses and reasons why we cannot make, as you said, positive choices, positive changes, uh, positive investments in our life. And if there's ever a place, my friend, where we should be making real positive investments, it is in our physical well-being. The only thing that keeps mm-hmm. our feet on this planet, the only thing that keeps us breathing this air is our physical health. And the fact that my heart is beating, my lungs are working, and that I'm in the best health that I can yeah. be. And so what an important, important, important decision to make sure that we have a physician that we trust, that sees us, that hears us, um, and if that isn't the case for you, if you're listening or viewing on our YouTube channel, I, I would just kind of echo uh, the future Dr. Russell Catania's advice and go do it. Find another doctor. Russell, always a pleasure to be with you. My privilege. Thanks again. It means a lot to us here at Three Words Podcast that you would invest 21 minutes to listening to this episode. Thank you so much. I hope you really enjoyed it and found it useful and helpful for your life. If you want to go deeper with us and want to learn more, you actually can subscribe to our monthly newsletter at dmbcoaching.com slash subscribe. Free content every single month to really encourage you in, in becoming the very best version of yourself in a variety of the dimensions of your life, not just the physical one that we talked about today. So check that out and we will catch up with you in a couple of weeks.